0: Rebecca, I'm so excited that you're here. It's just, it is, it's so good to see your face. Oh, like, really, so really. Like,
1: I'm kind of having, like, tears. I'm, like, so happy to see you. Oh, I feel very similarly. I just feel like you are pure sunshine, and I'm such a yes to your energy. I feel like you are such a, you, like, do the real work and have so much integrity. And I just, I think you're a class act, and I really am so happy ah! to see you.
0: Oh my God! You're gonna make me
1: cry. Oh, that means
0: so much to me. You're kicking off this like OG entrepreneur series that I'm doing. I'm kidding. Oh yeah, you're the first I one. I was, I was like, that. you were my first pick. I was like, I want Rebecca to be first, and she's it. up for it.
1: But <laughs> don't.
0: Welcome to the Zero to Five K Business Podcast. This podcast is for women who are ready to go from zero to consistent five K months so they can build their six-figure dream. I'm zero to five K business coach, Kylie Claiborne, and I'm here to share with you the mindset, strategy, and spirit you need to create legit money and impact in your business. I'm so happy you're here. Let's do this. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the podcast. I am excited today because I have someone very special on and I cannot wait for you guys to just like hear her story, hear her journey. And I know that you're going to connect with so many of the things that she's going to share because one of her superpowers is being just really real and authentic and it's one of the things that I love most about her. It's one of the things that I've loved just in my work with her that I've just enjoyed so much. The breath of fresh air that she brings to the online space is so awesome. So today I have Rebecca Rubin, the content queen. She is a coach. She is a coach for marketing, content, and like I said, I feel like she just brings such a breath of fresh air to the online space and talks about topics that I'm like, yes, oh my <laughs> gosh, please say more. Like I I have told her this so many times. I'm like, God, I just love your courage so much. I feel like when I think about dancing with my edges, I think about you and the way that you do this. So, so many people already know who you are, but can you just introduce yourself and say, hey. And
1: tell us who you are. (laughs) I'm Rebecca. I go by the content queen on Instagram. And I'm so passionate about liberating women's voices, specifically light worker women. That's basically what I call them. But people who have a message for humanity, people who are really here to help people and make the world look different as a result of them being here. And I find so many gifted, talented, heart-centered healers and coaches struggle to articulate their magic, to package their magic, to show up boldly and consistently in the online world, which I completely get. And I really love to equip people with the tools, the copy, the confidence to really get out there and, and monetize their magic and have a good time and really, really be able to speak the truths on their heart in a way that lands for people in a way that ripples out in a way that like shapes culture and conversation. So that's what I'm all about. And on a practical level, I help people write hot content and create offers and funnels and all those marketing things. And I like to make marketing, simple and soulful and pleasurable. Yeah. And you do it so
0: well. And one of the things that I love about the way that you market and show up is that you have, and I would love for you to touch on this because this is a big thing for people that are going from zero to 5k and beyond, even just beyond, right? It's like, you're not afraid to get canceled. You're not afraid to like get canceled, whatever that means. <laughs> like Or like dance with your edges in that way. And, and you've created so much safety for yourself. I'm thinking that's a, a big piece of this. But will you talk a little bit about like, I mean, I just see it and I'm like, gosh, it's so courageous the way that she just talks about it. You just say so many of the things that that are on people's hearts and minds. And like, tell us how you do that. Tell me how, yeah, explain a little bit of like some of the pieces of that and
1: how you've, because I'm assuming you probably haven't always felt that way. Oh my gosh, no, I was painfully shy in high school. Like I couldn't even, it was hard for me to raise what? my <laughs> I yeah. can't even believe that, Rebecca. Yeah. As a little kid, I was pretty extroverted, but then I went through definitely a shy, shamey, I used to, um, if my friends would come over, I'd hide myself, help in spiritual books. Like, I'd hide them because I was so ashamed of like everything I was into. So yeah, no, I was not the biggest people pleaser. I was not like this always. It was, you know, courage creates courage. And it just feels really good to tell the truth. It it feels like your soul is taking a shower. You know what I mean? It definitely does. It's to just tell the truth. And what you'll realize is, most people are way less judgmental, way more supportive, and way like everybody wants to live that way. Everybody wants to live with the shackles off their voice. Nobody wants to pretend. It feels terrible. And so I think you also start attracting people who, into your world who, like, I have tons of clients who are like, I don't agree with every single thing you say, but I love your heart. I resonate deeply with you. And I, I love having my perspective shifted and opened and I respect your courage to speak your truth. And I don't have to agree with every little thing in order for me to really have a lot of love for you. And I feel like that is, I I find those types of relationships very safe because we we can tell the truth to each other and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I do think I've always had a sort of I don't want to say disrespect for authority, but, uh, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I just, I rules that are, are based in common decency and laws obviously are good, but some of the social norms that we're all brought up with, I think are silly. And sometimes I like to playfully violate them. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Okay. Let's just, that was literally, oh my goodness. You just walked into one of the best questions that I actually had written down. This is so perfect. I'm like, I wrote down, I was thinking of you this morning because I was up really early. I'm an early morning person. And I was like, she's broken a lot of rules along the way, like a lot of rules as far as like what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, And I guess when I think about that, I'm like, tell me, and and you talk about this too, like, you talk about the way that you've broken the rules and how successful you've been and successful from a money standpoint, but also many other areas, right? That's just one one way of gauging things. But tell me, what do you think, like, what were one of the first rules that you felt like you broke in, like, do you remember in, like, the beginning yeah. part?
1: Of, oh, yeah, please share. Yeah. I never took my certification test for my life coach training because I was too busy with clients at my job. And I was like, this is not a good use of my time. And I didn't do it. And nobody has ever asked me. If <laughs> so I did the training. I, I'm a huge learner. I love to learn always. But yeah, I'm uncertified. As a coach, and I, I don't, I feel nothing when I say that. Like, I don't feel, rush. Oh, um, yeah, so that's an example of a rule that I broke. Yeah, I feel like that was smart though. You know, I remember everyone in our, our class, our graduating coaching training class and like being all obsessed with this exam. And I remember thinking like, focus on building your brand, get out there and talk to real people. Like I was like, why aren't they teaching this? This makes no sense. So I when things make no sense in my brain, I, I don't do that.
0: You're like, it's not a priority. If it doesn't make sense in my brain, it's not a priority. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's so smart, though, because you saw early, like, actually, my time is better spent serving clients. I'm creating
1: clients. I'm making money. I need someone to tell me I'm a, a good coach to go out there and coach. Like, I just... I mean, my clients will tell me or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Right. Right. I love that. I love that that's no, what, what you like. But I mean, i have I've done all kinds of things. I've gotten kicked out of Facebook groups. I've ruffled all kinds of feathers i've spoken things that have made people uncomfortable uh, yeah yeah and okay so on top of like all right you're a rule breaker i we all i think all of us are as entrepreneurs my husband is has definitely energized that side of me he has definitely made my rebel feel safe to come out play dance get louder. so he is a big encourage totally I see that to we have to give him some points
0: for that. Okay. Can you share something that you feel like where we could do this ourselves? So I think there is part of all of us as entrepreneurs that we are a little bit rebellious
1: in the like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking do it it's my so way. rebellious to, it's it, have the audacity to start a business, like work, make money doing work we love from Strangers on the internet. Exactly. What? <laughs> like, it's, it's audacious. Yeah, totally. It is audacious. And I'm like, I
0: think because this is this one particular thing is so intriguing to me. Is there anything that you do to help yourself feel safe? Because, like, getting kicked out of a Facebook group sounds a little terrifying to me. Like, I'm also like excited by it. Like, I'm like, I want to do that too. How would we kind of dance with our own edges on this? Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: Yeah. The first thing is, I feel like all of us have a certain, and you said I could curse on here, but a, a fuck no. Yeah. And so I think the the first place to start is like, what is your fuck no? What is your, this ends with me? Like if you, I, I think the big thing that's come through is like seeing things that are not okay, that are swept under the rug, and feeling like if I don't say something, who will? And so it comes from I don't, it's never about being rebellious or rule breaking for the sake of it. It's like, it's kind of, I mean, it's fun, whatever, you know, but it's it's more like like I see people being psychically harmed and I want to say something about it. So I think that I think also just a little thing to do that I'll often tell people like, okay, how would you say this? Like, take your post, write it, and then how would you say it if you were texting a close friend, slightly tipsy? Okay, write that. Ooh, it down. that's <laughs> so. <good. laughs> the filters off because then it's gonna feel it's gonna have more of your authentic life force energy. So I think that's a good little tip. I think just noticing the subtle ways you censor. Like, I remember this one time. I saw somebody's reel and I was like, oh, I have to share this to my profile. And my instant thought was like, yes, bitch, right? And, but in my mind, I was like, oh God, I don't know this person. I can't use the B word. Like I could, that's way too familiar. And so I was like, love this. Those two, not saying it's not that love this is worse. It's not exactly how I thought it, right? Right, right, right. It's not a big deal, but we subtly, subtly augment the rock through to, so that we don't offend, so that we're polite, so that we're liked. And so I would just say, start noticing the the difference between who you are behind the scenes and who you are on the internet. And then just get curious, like why? And obviously I don't share everything online, like, and there are certain ways, but, but yeah, I think just a subtle noticing can go a long
0: way. Yes. Oh, I love that. You're so right there. It just, even that example of like, Yes, bitch, and love this. It's so yeah. true. Like, just not,
1: neither is wrong. No, no, we do that all the time in all different kinds of ways for all different. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think that breath of fresh air feeling. The less you do that, the more people are. They're just like, oh, what is she? So real. That's
0: that's it. yes, 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 yes. I think for me too, like. For the longest time, I you know we all know we want our content or our copy to repel and attract, right? Like we want both of those to happen. And for me, and especially in the beginning, I got really in my head about this because I was like, I and I still feel this way. Like I'm not a polarizing person. I don't hold a
1: I bunch love, of. That's actually like a lovely part of you. I don't think you need to be polarized. Do you know what I mean? I think I think you're incredibly graceful and I think we all have different energetic imprints and different things that we do and I actually feel like your frequency is very it's smooth in a beautiful way it's very like it's it's thank you there's a harmony about it and that's beautiful oh my gosh I love that
0: thank you so much thank you that means so much to me it has taken me time truthfully to come to like that, because in the beginning I felt like, oh, my content is not attracting people because I'm not a polarizing person, but I don't really want to talk about politics or anything else. It just wasn't me, but it felt like, That's what I needed. I needed to go out and start talking about some of these edgy things in order to like really attract my person. And it it has taken me some time to really step into my own frequency and my own gifts and give myself permission to be like, oh, I can love that about that person, but that's not necessarily who I am and that's okay. It doesn't mean that I can't dance in that sometimes. Like there are some I do have some dominatrix energy that comes out (laughs) every now and then. But like, I think for the most part, just like realizing that you're not being polarizing or saying rebellious things just for the sake of doing it. You're doing Uh, it.
1: Yeah. yeah, Right.
0: Like you're, you're doing it because there's a deeper why beneath
1: that, and I think being really when it's who you are. It's who, it's who you, you are. are. And here's something that I see. I think we look around and we see the people who are most monetarily successful in the industry, and we see certain characteristics, and we're like, "Ooh, I have to be like that in order to be successful." And I did that too. Like when I was first like coming of age as a coach. It was very lifestyle. Like, look at my smell bag and I'm posed by the Eiffel Tower in Paris and I'm, you know, slow pouring my coffee in the morning, which are all beautiful, but I, it just wasn't. I've got like shaky hands and I'm just a little, you know, I'm like happy chaos, right? And I read a lot of words. And I remember a coach at the time was like, less words, more lifestyle. People need to like wanna be you and like all of this stuff. And I was completely like, it, like it was it was as if who i am naturally was all wrong and i needed to be more like this and the only reason i believed this person was because she made way more money than me <laughs> and so i i see this happening all over and the truth is you can be wildly successful with your personality wh- whatever that looks like and different right and so that to me of like oh i felt like i had to be more controversial all i hear is like oh i used to think i needed to be more like a glamorous barbie coach or something and it was it wasn't true right right no it and i have
0: been really dancing with this idea about that like success isn't personal and that we don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. in oh, order yeah. to like you, like there's just perfection isn't required even like becoming this fully you know perfect coach and like none of that is even required and, and, and not that so there it even it really really know. does it's yeah. not even a thing and we know that intellectually but there's still this I feel like pursuit of it and just realizing that like that's that's actually not required <laughs> was really really just like I don't know. It's just been such a breath of fresh air for me lately. But I, I I appreciate you just like weighing in on some of the things that like in the beginning take us out of our lane and make us feel like we're doing it wrong or there's, you know, we need to be different than who we are. And it's not like I say so much in the beginning. I'm, I know my clients are so tired of hearing this, but like get blinders on and Love get your that. boundaries. Like boundaries around like who you're following, what's coming into your space and even like beautiful amazing people that will t- still take us out of our lane. And for in the beginning, I'm not saying you need to avoid every trigger that's coming your way cuz that's impossible, A. Eh? But like in the you beginning totally you do have to try. <laughs> we do love <laughs> it to try. Afraid, was it? <laughs> but I'm like we do have to protect our mindset especially oh, in the beginning yeah. cuz you're not there yet. Your skill set isn't quite strong enough to hold yourself when someone comes and says some shit to you. And I'm like, I come for my people when it comes to that because I'm like, no, mute those people, unfollow whatever feels best for you. But like the, your focus and your mindset, you've got to filter out that noise yes. and really yeah. get blinders on. Like yes. just horse blinders. I
1: just your, your mama lion heart. As oh, totally. I love it. Yeah, totally.
0: I come for it. Can you share like your early days of being an entrepreneur? Like tell us some stories about that.
1: Okay. So my first client, I think it was like, we did like $40 an hour sessions. We met in person at Starbucks. I came with a big binder She paid in cash, full of all, every coaching exercise, hundreds of coaching exercises from my program, just in case we didn't have something to talk about. Oh my God, I cannot. Awkward pause. So there was that, I think. My second client was, I went on a blind date and this guy was right off of a divorce and just, you know, a mess. And we didn't have chemistry, but by the end of the conversation, he was like, can I hire you as my life (laughs) coach? So that was my second client. Then I did a job at my local yoga studio with another girl I knew who was a coach. And we did these like, the first one was all about goal setting. And we, you know, they had an audience at the yoga studio and we charged $5 a person donated all that money to the charity of the studio's choice because we're like pitching to do this thing. And I baked cookies. And we, uh, we, we did, we talked about our goals or whatever. And I said, everybody, it's a free coaching call with me at the end. And some of those people ended up hiring me as a coach. So discovery calls were like big things then. One of my coworkers was a client. She, we worked at a web design agency. So she did my website in exchange for coaching. Another coworker was a client. And were you just general, Rebecca? Were you just like, I'm going to coach all the people, all the brains? I mean, the pattern, a lot of women post-breakup, and I was a woman post-breakup. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, my first clients came from the yoga studio where I practiced yoga and were doing these workshops and just like life. And then a friend of mine started a coach training program. And I was like the resident marketing coach there. So I would do these marketing Monday calls. And every Monday I would come on for free and just group coach people for an hour. And I did that for probably like a year and a half or two years. And then after those calls, if I felt like a spark or connection with someone, I would invite them to a discovery call. I would literally just reach out and be like, hey, I love what you're creating. I I really vibed with this piece. If you're ever wanting to chat about your business and next steps, I'd love to talk about it. Like, I don't know if you're working with a coach or even interested, and no pressure one way or another. But if you are, I'd love to chat. And that's how I filled out my coaching practice in the beginning before I had any presence. You started out with one on one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How long were you? How
0: long did you do one on one before you started to move into more? Yeah.
1: So I started my coach training program in summer 2013, which is crazy because it's summer 2023, yeah, right? Now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and, you know, we, we got to coach each other for free, right? So I was doing that kind of coaching. My first paid coaching client was like winter 2014. And then I did a small group 2015 of like four people was my first group. So two years after I started, I
0: guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's always like, I don't tell people coming in that they need to have, we're just going to do one offer and it has to be one-on-one. But I will say that that's what I've seen been the most successful for most of my people is like, Hey, let's, let's just, like learn how to coach as many brains as we can in the beginning. And typically the best way to do that is one-on-one. Totally. And then we can start to move into different things. It's not that some people don't start out at groups. So some of you yeah. that are listening, I know you're going <laughs> to... Some of my <laughs> clients, I can already hear them being like, wait a minute. And I'm like, listen, there's all always exceptions to the rule. But I think as a general rule, what I've seen and what I feel like is most successful is we start with the one offer and most of the time that's one-on-one and we like we get really good at coaching we build our skill sets or or for some of you that are building teams like you get really good at you know helping that one team member be successful in her business before you start to branch out like so take that and really think about it in, you know, but simplifying and keeping it simple in the beginning because learning and I mean, this ties right into what you're doing right, right now, Like right? Messaging is important. Content is super important, but your content can be kind of loose and you can still sign a lot of one-on-one clients, right? Oh my and God. Yeah. You, can, you can have a beautiful business just with that. When you're getting into marketing groups or you're doing one-to-many offers, which is something that you talk about a lot. That's a different, in my mind, but I'd love to hear your thought. It's a different level of like messaging skill set that we have to develop. And a lot of the time I see people hop in, like recently I was on a consult with a girl and she had like three different offers it was kind of annoyed at me, I think, because I said, <laughs> we're going to focus like my, my ideas for you to just constrain and focus yes. on this one because you're wanting to do a course. You're wanting to start a membership and you're wanting your one-on-one. And we've just got like, we've got to get one of these wheels like turning and we've got to have proof of concept going. And there's just like a different skill set around messaging, right? That you have to have when you go to a one-to-many offer. So can you like talk a little bit about that? Because that is like, you're right in the middle of doing that with your own business.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just actually finished with my last one-on-one client. So I, for the first time in my career... I have zero one-on-one clients for the first time in 10 years. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm not insane. Working it's very weird. I have so much time. You were saying like, oh, everybody's early and ready for the call. I, my life is so spacious right now. I almost told me. So beautiful. Like, so is? beautiful. I'm getting ready for the baby. When, when the baby comes through, that's that's my plan. Okay, so I think to fill up your one-on-one practice, you need to get comfortable talking to people. I know people hate discovery calls in this industry or consult calls or whatever, but in the beginning, like I don't do them now and I haven't done them in a couple of years, but I can do them. And I think the terror of talking to a potential client on the phone, if you could get past that and actually get really comfortable selling to a person like that is huge. So I think if you're focusing on your one-on-one practice, like discovery calls or consult calls can be very, very helpful. And then, yeah, I think... You know it's interesting. I went from one on one okay, then two years in, I did my first group program, small group pro- program, so it was like four people, seven people, five people like that area. so there was a ton of connection and whatever, and the first digital course was twenty sixteen, so that was another like year or two later. Right. So I'm slowly because a digital course is like, that's when you have a process, right? That's when, when, when it's fully digital and nobody you've, you've got like intellectual property and like, you know, and it takes you time to develop that. It took you
0: time as a coach to like, see, Oh, I've coached on this so many times. These are the common problems that my clients keep coming to me with that they need help with. I can put this actually into some sort of course for them so that they're getting exactly what they need. And it it just kind of took you time to like come up with
1: that framework. For sure. For sure. So, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. I guess I'm curious... Is it like who, wh- when is it right for the person? What steps yes. should we be taking? Maybe like, when do you, when do you feel like this?
0: there's the the step from one-to-one one into one-to-many? When do you feel like that transition happens? Yeah. Let's go there.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of exactly like when you join my mastermind and you have a pretty consistently full one-on-one practice. And you're like, okay, like your, your clients are getting great results. People love you. And you're starting to feel like, okay, like to hit the n- next level of income and the next level of impact, like what I'm doing, you, you, there's a moment where, and I'm not speaking about you specifically. No, no, but I like know. Everybody where it's like, this isn't like, I, I I can sense that what I'm doing, like I'm as successful as I can be here. And like, sure, I guess I could keep you know, raising my prices from now until the end of time, but that it's it's kind of like that doesn't feel exactly right necessarily, or maybe you could raise your prices a little bit, but it's like you're kind of capped at one on one. Yes, yes. And you're you you want to grow your business and you want to help more people. You're answering a lot of the same questions over and over again. Like people are asking you, you're repeating yourself a lot. You basically need to duplicate your brain to do some of the stuff for you and it needs to take program form. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's a perfect. Yeah, it's that's exactly how I
0: felt when I came in. It was like there was this tipping point where you're like, there's one of me. <laughs> yeah, one there's
1: of me. me. And I'm repeating myself and I'm spending. And it's, you know, there's a point where I think tons of one on one clients are so good. And then there was another point is like where you feel like you're spending a lot more time working in your business than working on your business. And you're just like, you know at the end of all it's like you you forget to post content for you know a week or two because you're so busy with your actual clients or you're which is good for a point but in order to grow you're you're not able to grow a team or grow your audience or work on you know branding things or or whatever because or longer term projects or even creating future offers because you're not in the weeds but you're in the delivery of your offers exactly of your time right and you right. start to
0: clip your own wings you really start to be the bottleneck of your own business truly and truly like that's what I could see myself is like oh shit I am I am the bottleneck it's me hi, it's, me. it's <laughs> yes exactly hi I'm the problem it's me and I'm like okay I have to figure this out right and then you know which is literally what I'm doing right now Okay, I mean, I'm not literally figuring it out. I've already figured it out, but I'm in the it process of like moving forward. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, if there's like some advice that you could give yeah. either to the earlier version of yourself, if that feels helpful for you yeah, to goodness. kind of go back to that, <laughs> or just like if there's some advice that you would just like to say, like something you've been wanting to say that maybe you haven't said in a while, lay it on us. Or like something you would have told your earlier like earlier entrepreneurial self?
1: This is what it's sparking in me is kind of back to what you were saying around boundaries and discernment. And that like, I think what I would have said is your feelings are trustworthy. Your body's responses to certain people and situations are trustworthy. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's not that you're triggered. Some spaces aren't safe and some people... Don't have your best interest at heart. I hope that's not too much of a downer, but I think, no, I've got the, I just keep getting more successful, the cleaner my inner circle. And I'm just so like, I'm so glad you live in Texas. I just want really pure, loving, clean energy people who don't have agendas in my world. And that's like the most important thing to me. And I think that I was not always so discerning about my space and I tolerated a lot of, not so great behavior from friends out of loyalty. And, um, you know, I think that was the hardest part of growing a business for me was my social life completely changed. Yeah. Like the friends didn't necessarily like partners, like not everybody could come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have, I don't know if it's advice, but just, I would have probably cheered her on and been like, you know what? Yeah. You're old friends all just went on a vacation together and you weren't invited and that does hurt but you made the right choice like this yes. is or you know yes you're breaking up with someone and it nobody gets why you did it and your family doesn't support it but you knew in your soul they weren't the right person for you good job I know you feel lonely right now but like you did the right thing I would really affirm her in those lonely wobbly moments where she's unsure with relationships specifically that shifted the more she came into her power.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I always say like, didn't leave anybody behind. They just chose not to come along.
1: Yeah.
0: They just chose not to, to come forward with me. And you know, it's, it's okay. Like, and I, I think that that's such a like great, way for us to just bring this conversation truly full circle is like those early days, people will likely fall off. There will be like people that you think should support you that maybe aren't. And it is your part of that wobbliness. It's your job to kind of hold yourself through that wobbliness and find places, find communities or coaches
1: or groups or mastermind. It's everything. Investing in really soul supportive community of people who are doing the thing, because most of us don't have models for what it looks like to be a successful entrepreneur. Like I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. I did not have models for this. And so surrounding myself with people who were expansive and loving and, you know, that's everything. It is, it is. And it helps normalize things. It
0: helps normalize when people are like, what are you doing? what are you doing, right? You're in a group, in a community of other people that are also doing those things. And it, it like the normalization of all that is just, it's a game changer. So
1: it, it really, really is. There's stuff we do on the conscious level in action, but don't underestimate the subconscious support of exactly what you said, normalizing the life that you want to live to your subconscious mind just by being in those spaces and yeah. absorbing it. That is huge. It kind of, it's like an osmosis thing. But so yeah, oh, I love that. Know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a hack because it doesn't take that much effort. I mean, it takes effort, obviously, but it's not like work harder, post more, surround yourself with people who are living, breathing proof that what you want is possible. And people who are, who your body's on board with, like if somebody sends your nervous system into a fight or flight response every time, maybe you're triggered, but maybe it's just not the right space for you. So listen to yourself, be kind to yourself, take your own side, have boundaries, that kind of thing. And
0: just be willing to be curious. Right. Like you said, maybe they are unsafe. Maybe I am triggered. Maybe it's really that it's, you know, it isn't a safe person. I love that so much. Okay, you're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. This was so much fun. I agree. So much fun. I love hearing about your early days and your big binder. I think I might, I'm going to probably <laughs> giggle. I'm going to giggle about that all day long because
1: I'm like, I can't even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I would go to these coffee shops. and we, I really believe that the biggest fear, at least my biggest fear in the beginning is like, what if we have nothing to talk about? And there's an awkward silence. So I just packed this binder with exercise. It's just in case. <laughs> You're going to be like, I'm going to flip to tab 25. And
0: this is what we're going to work on today. So good. Oh, my God. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. I will see you around town very soon. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I am so honored truly to like be your guide. So thank you for choosing me week after week. I don't take this lightly at all. And I'm just so honored to be in your corner on this journey from going from zero to 5k at the beginning of of your journey. All right. I love you. Mean it. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.